So welcome to the Tearsheet Deep Dive Podcast. This is where we speak with a Tearsheet journalist and go a little bit deeper to, to the story behind the story. Uh, I'm here with Sarah Toth Stubb joining us today. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for writing a piece on PPP uh, earlier this week. So let's, let's just jump right in. Like what, what's going on with small business in America? Okay, so um, just to back up a little bit, you know, even before the coronavirus pandemic and before before PPP came into play, um, yeah, small businesses, especially small businesses on the larger end, meaning small businesses that actually have employees, many of them have been banking with big mega banks. This is according to a survey that that Ron Shevlin from Cornerstone Advisors did recently. You know, before the pandemic, he found that. 75 to 80% of small businesses were actually banking with a mega bank. But at the same time, a majority of those businesses also said that they would be very likely to seek out a new banking relationship in the future. So that's sort of the background. And then when the PPP program, the Paycheck Protection Program was announced by the US government, um, you know, of course, in order to get these loans, that the government, the government is distributing the loans via banks and other financial institutions. So small businesses must turn to a to a bank in order to, in order to try to get um, one one of these one of these loans that that were out there. Um, so many of them went to the banks, went to to mega banks, and and in many cases, according to to, to what I've heard. Um, and what's been reported in other media, sometimes these, oftentimes these small businesses felt like they were being ignored by the big bank because it wasn't really in the bigger bank's interest to spend a lot of time on a loan application for someone that wants a loan of, you know, $2,000. It's much more worth their time to spend money on, on big loans. So because of that, um, many small businesses are, were and are turning to alternatives, whether that's a smaller more community-oriented bank, or a bank in a certain sector, or to or to fintechs. So that's sort of the big picture. So, so do you think, Sarah, that um, so they're discontent with the PPP program uh, and banks servicing them? You set the stage so that this this was kind of an ongoing issue. That I think if small banks are are discontented with their 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 big bank, you know, service providers, it's the same issue, right? Do they, do they just feel like they're just being overlooked in terms of in favor of larger clients at, at the big banks? Right. I think that's part of the issue. Even before the PPP, they feel like they're being over overlooked. This is what Ron Shevlin told me that he found in his survey, but at the same time, and this is important, he mentioned that this isn't necessarily true across the board and there can be a lot of nuance to it because going to a smaller bank does sometimes mean that they may have less expertise in certain areas. So there are, it's not, you know, it is kind of a nuanced thing. Not every small business is, they, they are not obviously in, in general times turning all the time to small banks. Many of them were and are with, with mega banks. So it's, it's a complicated picture, but there are a lot of complaints out there from the small businesses that they are not really be, being given, um, you know, satisfying service from, from the bigger bank because, you know, they're not producing as much money for, for the bigger bank. If there's a publicly traded company that's banking with the bank and wants a loan, obviously that loan is going to be many, many times larger than, say, a small coffee shop that, that wants to get a loan. Um, so, so that's sort of what's going on. That, that's sort of what's going on there. So, so one of the things that we had heard, this was actually an opportunity for, for certain financial institutions, right? So um, 
to get to qualify for a PPP loan that, that was issued by the SBA, you had to go through a, a financial institution to get it. You, they, but it didn't need to be your financial institution. I mean, you didn't have to have an account there. So are, are you hearing also that like the big banks just said, like, we're not interested in going after the new business, SMB business. We're just going to focus on our big customers. Right. I mean, I read, you know, there was even, in fact, a, a class action lawsuit, I think maybe more than one class action lawsuit filed by small businesses against big banks, um, saying that basically they were not they were not paying attention to their applications and they were upset that, you know, these publicly traded companies were getting were getting low money um, because, you know, they had a whole team of accountants working working with the bank and they were asking for a lot of money. So it's very much worth the worth the bank's time. So as that's happening, um, I talked to some to some fintechs. I talked to PayPal, I talked to Cabbage and Lendio, which is which is also involved, which is a, a marketplace for small business loans. And and all of those told me that they are getting many, many, many new customers and new inquiries coming to them specifically for who came to them specifically to apply for the PPP loans um, because they were not having luck with with their with their normal bank and um, at Cabbage and at Lendio, the executives there told me that many of these smaller businesses that came to Cabbage and came to Lendio, what you know, even said, "I'm coming to you because I'm not." I, I, a lot of them actually applied through the bigger bank and just heard nothing. So then they turned to these other places instead, and they said, you know, some of them just never got an answer from their bigger bank, and some of them. You know, we're sort of told by the bigger bank, no, we're not going to help you because we, you've never borrowed money from us before. You know, even if you have a checking account there, the fact that you don't have a loan history with them was in some cases also, also a barrier. Um, but then I will point out that even these fintechs that I talked to, it wasn't a, you know, they think it's good for them. In fact, many of them are actually overwhelmed by the number of new customers, you know, can't mm. keep up with phone call volume sometimes, but it's, it wasn't an adversarial thing. I mean, they did say that they understand that the big banks are also overwhelmed. They also have, you know, limits on, they, they also have limits on, on customer service calls and, and, and manpower and, and everything else. So it was just sort of a, a logical development, I think. So, but it sounds like it could be a bonanza for the smaller banks and the fintechs that have, you know, invested in going after this business. It's not only new customers, but I was reading, you know, they, they get paid for that. They get a commission based on, on, on the underwriting that the, somewhere between one and 5%. So can right. we talk a little bit about how some of the smaller banks and fintechs are luring in new business? How, 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 how do they scale up to be able to handle this business? So, so a lot of them scale, a lot of them scaled up using technology, using often existing technology, sometimes putting new platforms in place. And, you know, when you can, when you can automate a lot of the process like Cabbage does and like Lendio does, um, you know, they, they told me that they don't really care if someone is applying for a loan for $2,000 or $200,000. It's a sort of the same amount of human capital that needs to be invested because so much of the process is automated. Um, so that's, that's sort of one, one um, thing. And then I also noticed on their websites, they were, you know, on the homepage. At the yeah, homepage. it's front and center, A lot right? of these is front and center, making the PPP process seem accessible, seem easy. You know, sometimes they even posted anecdotes from businesses that have been approved for the loan and how it's been helping them. So they made it seem like this, you know, friendly and approachable thing. Um, bigger banks also are, are featuring it on their website. And some of the bigger banks also, you know, with the pandemic going on, of course, 
people are sometimes, you know, still under lockdown and not allowed to go out to businesses, which are closed. And then sometimes, you know, people are just nervous and they'd rather do things from home. They don't want to go into a lobby of a big bank or something like this. So a lot of the bigger banks as well are relying more on technology. Um, you know, I, I spoke with this company, Lytico, that's worked with big banks and small banks, sort of helping them develop platforms to collect all the signatures and documents electronically in an easy, user-friendly way so that people don't have to go to their bank um, or don't have to spend, you know, a lot of time in a confusing multi-step, um, you know, process that would involve downloading apps and things like that. So that's sort of the things that, that, that are going on. Yeah, for some of these fintech websites, I've, I, I've seen a few of them and it looks like they do nothing but PPP at this point. Um, right. That's how far, that's how highly invested they are in the, in the system, right? Right, right. And it's interesting because they said that, you know, they, they, they have just been um, swamped by, by new customers and new, new people, you know, new inquiries coming to them, which yes, is a good, is a good, is a good thing for them. They said, and they hope that, you know, this lasts, you know, they said anecdotally, they heard from people, I'm going to switch to you for more of my future loans or future financial, financial services and needs. So I think they do see it not only as an opportunity to gain more customers, but as there's media coverage of, of this wave of applications going through them, they also, I think, see it as a chance to just show the public in general that fintechs and, and, and newer banks and, and small banks, um, you know, can be a very good place for small businesses and are filling in a gap and are a legitimate, you know, even if it's online only, it can still be a legitimate and user-friendly vehicle for, for financial services. Yeah, you definitely saw Square and PayPal take that from a PR perspective. They were really hammering away at the fact that they were, you know, aligned with customers uh, almost in an almost in a, in a adversarial, adversarial way to big banks. Like, um, but so I want to get to that as, as our last point. You, you just alluded to this. So is it really just David versus Goliath? I know sometimes we fall into that story about the big, you know, incumbent banks versus the newer fintechs. Um, is, is there collaboration going on? Yeah, I think there's a lot of collaboration going on. I mean, Lendio is what they call a loan marketplace. So they are working, they, they are working also with a, you know, a, a very diverse collection of banks from huge banks to small banks to everything in between. And part of their process is matching their clients or customers with an appropriate bank. So I think that, you know, that's an example of collaboration. And also some of the, some of the bigger banks are trying to automate more things so that maybe it will be more worth their time and maybe they can more effectively serve small businesses. Like if it takes less manpower to do things, even, even simplifying something like document collection, which can be, you know, a tedious time consuming process that would involve, you know, pe people, tellers or whoever in the bank collecting that, if that can all be, you know, streamlined as a digital process, that's just much, much easier and means they can maybe serve more smaller customers or serve smaller customers more effectively. So I think that there's a lot of collaboration going on. So in your article, you mentioned Happy Bank, and by the way, best name ever for a financial institution. Um, can you talk about what, what they're doing? Okay, yes. Yeah. So Happy State Bank is a regional bank in Texas. And um, so, so yeah, they have turned to, to Lytico that I mentioned before in order to help streamline the process once people, once um, businesses are approved for the loan. 
um, they, they are able to use this digital platform to collect a lot of the documents as signatures, which helps the customers get the money, you know, in theory more quickly and in a more, more smooth process. So this is sort of, you know, a collaboration between people think of regional banks and community banks as something old fashioned. Um, but this, we see here a collaboration with, you know, with a company that's working in the fintech space. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's one, one example of that. Sarah, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for joining us today. Okay. Thank you so much for having me.